Welcome to the podcast show behind the wheel produced by Gobuni. Here we tell you the van life stories that didn't make the cut for Instagram. I think our core value is exactly this: is yeah. um, get your kids ready for change. Because now more than ever, everything is changing so fast in the world. Welcome back to Behind the Wheel. I'm your host Ariel. Today we have Val and Tim from the Nomads family to talk about the nomadic lifestyle that they have created along with their kids as a family. Hey guys, nice to have you on the show. Hey. So here's the thing: we start with each episode. So um, I will tell you a stereotype that people have on van lifers, um, and then let's see how much you agree to it to see if they're only stereotype or they're actually the truth. Van lifers are unemployed and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a stereotype, really? Okay. Um, we, we can be lazy. We can be lazy, for sure. We can also sure. be unemployed. <laughs> and we can be unemployed. No, I think, I think that's a bit far from the truth. In, 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 and definitely in our case, we've always been driven to, to organize things, to work, to, to go to places where we can or, you know, be of help or get a job or or do something um, but we are both entrepreneurs so yeah. if we don't earn money for a few weeks then it's okay too but that's just but well, you could probably do a nine to five job we actually had a friend who lived in his van snowboarding with us and he would just make sure that he has his 35 hour work week done and then still manages to go out riding when it's pow and enjoy good snowboarding days yeah it all depends on your own flexibility but for us personally we were definitely not unemployed and lazy yeah and do you think you got that feeling that other sees you as that no definitely not <laughs> no probably not no because... no everybody knows that we take yeah that we turn everything into a business mm-hmm. and we had to force ourselves i think that was my favorite part of the last big trip that we did at some point we said to each other now from like for the next two weeks, we're not going to work. And we would mm-hmm. talk, it would be like, oh, we can still do this with our lives or that, or we have business ideas. And we just were not allowed to talk about work for two so, weeks. And yeah, it was amazing. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's when you're, when you're starting a business, especially with each other, then you need time off or else it's really hard to separate work. Yeah. Life. But also in general, we were like traveling for a year or something. And it's so funny that you're traveling and, and you have to tell each other, well, we have to take time off we have to go chill now and yeah. go to the beach and surf yeah. and, and so for us it's actually the opposite <laughs> than being lazy and and doing nothing like yeah and we have to get, so we can't be lazy uh, are there other stereotypes you think that you got from non-van lifers or people who doesn't know more uh know enough about this kind of lifestyle i think that we only have fun I, yeah, I feel that sometimes that people might be jealous or they think it's unfair, but we have created this lifestyle for ourselves and it comes with cleaning chemical toilets and not having a shower every day and, and <laughs> yeah, needing to constantly look at your batteries and finding parkers in, parking and police sending you away in the middle of the night is not all glamour and fun and it's just life. Yeah. Yeah. Also from other interviews with other guests, they all said the same. <laughs> well, do you want to maybe introduce yourself a little bit, like who you are? How did it all start? So my name is Tim. I'm from Belgium and I've been living a nomadic life in the sense uh, before I even met Fel. Uh, I was doing winter seasons in the Alps and summer seasons somewhere else. And then um, at one point um, we met each other and we our, our, cha- our shared values were living a nomadic lifestyle and we just kept going together, I would say. 
um, creating different projects. Um, one of them was the Nomads bus, where we turned us America's school bus into a hostel on wheels, which we did for five years. And then we traveled with our family and our kids uh, in a camper van through the south of Europe, I would say mainly. We've been kind of living in a house on wheels for five or six years so oh wow full-time yeah 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 wow very very impressive so now you're also living in a van full-time no we settled down in sweden and i think what is important though in those six years is that most people they want to get away from everything and and live back to the simple life Mm -hmm. the way that we did it we looked okay how can we live of this nomadic life yeah and then after six years fast forward our smallest, no, our, our, sorry, our biggest child, our seven-year-old, our oldest child, biggest child. So biggest. she really started to crave for a place where she didn't constantly have to say goodbye to her friends. And oh, yeah, it felt like it was time to settle down. So now we live in a ski town in Northern Sweden. So is there a specific reason you chose Sweden? Um, the mountains, I would say is one of the biggest reasons we both are big snow lovers and, uh, yeah, ski and snowboarding is a is a big passion for us. Mm-hmm. We were looking at a place because we traveled so much that we we kind of know the Alps uh, in Central Europe, uh, France and Austria and Switzerland and all of these places that we couldn't really see us living there and growing up and and it, uh, being it about more than just skiing and snowboarding. Like all of these little towns have the same vibe, and it's all about snowboarding or your ski teacher or you work in a rental, or you work in a restaurant. And then we we come we came across Ora in Sweden, which is as a different kind of vibe here. More and more families move here with uh, they have like an online job. They're designers. They're working IT or whatever. They are, they move here because their passion is to go on the mountain, and uh, they don't want to necessarily work on the on the mountain. So those are the two things I would say. Like the community here was is built out of families that move here. Yeah. And the snow and the mountains. Yeah. That's kind of the the whole thing. So you said that your oldest kid is already seven years old. Yeah. So how long have you been living in a house now in Sweden? Uh, four months, five months, something like that. No. Oh, so like, well, most of her life was living in a van. Oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, she. <laughs> Definitely grew up on the road. Yeah. So was it already the decision that you made when you know that you're having kids? Because I guess for a lot of people, it could be like a huge concern or a thing to consider about before having kid or when you're pregnant. Do you think uh, maybe this is something we need to give up or you already made plan? Okay, we're going to have our kids growing up in the van, growing up everywhere in the world. Yeah, I, I definitely was a second. We, we just didn't want to give up on our dreams and goals and 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 we, we thought that with kids it didn't really matter we just bring them along for the adventure and even the positive side that they would learn a lot from living on the road and but it wasn't for kids that we did this it was not like yeah yeah, yeah. we were no. just like we want to do this in life and our kids and we want to have kids basically yeah. so they'll, they'll have to be part of, of the adventure we also both never had a normal life so when i wanted to get pregnant and this like we wanted to start this hostel on wheels and everybody's question was like, okay, how are you going to do that? Live on a wholesome wheels with a baby and clients. And we basically figured, well, are we ever going to have a normal life? And the answer was no. So then we might as well just have that kid and, and yeah, make it happen. And it also turned out for the better in a way, because we didn't really expect that people who came on the bus also gave Fena a lot of attention and love. That's our oldest daughter. Um 
and they actually wanted to be a part of our family. They they booked the trip not just to travel with uh, to travel and to see Norway, for example, or Austria, but also to, to you know to, to be live a part with us, of the part lifestyle of, yeah, to see how it's possible. I think that was inspiring for a lot of people. So at some point, we had a breakdown with the bus, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you're here to see that place or that place." And they're like, "No, it's okay. We just wanted to be a part of your life for a little bit, and that's yeah, a privilege that we can do that." So. Those interests, but I think it's also cool that you did it maybe pre-social media. <laughs> <laughs> We also really, and it was part of our business plan, if I could call it that, is to bring a lot of photographers and videographers with us. That was still the early age. That was the beginning of big social media time. Yeah, yeah. And we thought if there's only one way to really show what our business is about, the only way to really show it was by giving good footage. Um, so we started quite early with that and mm-hmm. i think that really made it a successful business so like with other guests well of course it has to deal with personality i guess like the adventurous side of you but also with other guests um a lot of them were inspired by their families too like uh, when they were young they went camping all the time and their family also tried fan life even what was that also the case for you like how were you inspired into this nomadic lifestyle Mm, not really our parents definitely not my parents really not we <laughs> never went camping or have a camper or anything like that yeah I, i grew up traveling a lot but not with a tent or a camper or something my parents more liked it like some luxury in life uh although i feel like van life is very luxurious tim's parents actually i do think that's cool is that they bought a camper when we were traveling with the bus and the camper so they could actually see us and their grandchildren so like we inspired them to become uh, van lifers they- yeah the opposite way <laughs> this is that's Wow. For how long do they do it? Yeah, usually they join for a month, a year or something. Well, or maybe longer, a couple of months they stayed with us as well. Yeah, they just follow around and the kids love it. And it's, yeah, super fun. Yeah, that's one of the positive sides that came out of our, our <laughs> initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my parents now also think, look at van life in a different way. because And they have a bit more trust in the world. They have a bit more say. trust in the world, but that's what I'm saying. Like they... Yeah. Before they, if they would ever do this, they would probably just rent a van and go to a camping somewhere and then stay there yeah. for a week and then, you know, have a yeah. classic camper holiday. But now they just, they drive up to Sweden. It's 3,500 kilometers. And they, <laughs> they just take their time and they, they park everywhere and they just, you know, they, they understand the way it is. Yeah. So, that's cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Because I'd imagine if you first started it, uh, probably you get a lot of doubts and judgment from friends and families and and i'm digging too much to the life about you too and how did you start it but also i want to um switch back to our main topic today about traveling with kids and with family so there's a thing with camp life that you spend a lot of time in a car and i'm wondering how did your kids deal with it because apparently kids need a lot of attention you need to keep them busy was it difficult for them to stay in the van No, I think it's definitely, I find it so much easier to travel with kids in a van than in a car because it's big, like they need to pee or they need to eat, you just stop and you have the kitchen right there, you have all their toys, their beds, but I think that really helped that they had the flexibility to just 
yeah feel at home wherever you go and they're not strapped in on the back car seat and i think like fena grew up in the bus or during our bus uh hostel on wheels period and there there was always other people around who were interested in her or playing with her and keep peekaboo you know <laughs> like i still remember two english an english couple that was just they were laughing so i was driving i don't know somewhere in norway and they were so laughing out loud so hard I, I i never heard my daughter laugh that much and that was because we were playing the peekaboo thing but extreme to the extremes but that's you know that's yeah i think we we found a balance in um we don't drive to drive yeah also take it slow and easy and just follow the pace of the kids and and our pace and yeah. our pace and we had a dog as well so it's just like slow yourself down and you'll see so much more is a bit our life that's slogan. that's a nice thing if you don't have to be somewhere well we or you give yourself enough time to get there as we had periods in in life that we did not need to be anywhere so then you can just yeah i think it's different when you don't have like a fixed destination or like a fixed timeline for it yeah. and also i think it's different when your kids actually grew up in a van instead of they grew up in the house first and then you need to have the transition it definitely helps and we were very lucky that our kids never got car sick yeah they were maybe born. Th- maybe because they're <laughs> maybe they're trained yeah it could yeah. be definitely but yeah it was their house like you say they, they, there was no other so they, they had their bed there the room it's like mm-hmm. they lived there so yeah they didn't know anything else yeah so where did you go uh in a van um if we just talk about the last year and a half that we did in just the camper because that's take away the whole bus project that we did but family in a camper we started from belgium uh went to austria and then the south of germany like the black forest this was all mm-hmm. covid time so as soon as the borders opened we went to france and then we went along the coast there for a bit and then we followed the spanish sort of north spanish coast the best country yeah and then we did portugal and then all the way around spain <laughs> so the whole east coast as well and then we went into the pyrenees of spain and then switzerland and then back home yeah kind of in a nutshell <laughs> well, well still a lot but in general all over europe more of the south yeah but with the bus we did also a lot of norway in, in norway yeah a lot of norway so mm. we did north and south i would say not east into the balkan and back and uh, also balkan yeah actually we did the whole balkan well the whole <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of countries we, there we but... still have to go to england and scotland oh uh, yeah scotland is really nice yeah. with camphor that's still on the list and i think mm, the north of eastern europe is also an area that we haven't explored mm. yet yes so is there any destination that you think is especially good for family traveling scandinavia for sure yeah the north is just so but in general for van life less stress there's less fans there's so much space and no police kicking you away like. you, you even have the, the right to to roam here in norway so you you're legally allowed to stay in a place for a couple of days and you can't be kicked away like in portugal like any anywhere yeah as long as you're 50 meters away from a house 150 meters away from a house you can park there and you can stay there for a bit you can't you know start making building stuff but if you yeah, live yeah. in it you still yeah, yeah leave it clean and and I, I love how scandinavians also scandinavians themselves really respect nature yeah we we have a whole vlog series uh on youtube the nomads family channel we also did an episode about this that i literally tried to find garbage on a hike and i only found like one cigarette but you feel in that whole scandinavian mindset that it's completely different so i guess scandinavian countries are like the untouched land now. the last <laughs> the last part 
available in Europe. Almost. Yeah, and I think it should, it's ginormous. So there, there is space for more campers. I just hope they will take as good care as the locals. I think also because uh, most of the people, they want to travel by van when there's nice weather. So they can go to the beach and then maybe Scandinavian country are not that popular because it's not warm enough. Yeah, but I remember a lot of t-shirt hikes though in Norway. It's it's a kind of nice temperature in the summer. It's not too hot, not too cold. Yeah. I think what I did really like though, I must say, but I love Northern Spain. I think that's probably my favorite mm. part of Europe with kids summer. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Galicia, like that that corner of the world, the end of the world. Um, with kids, it's so nice to travel to warm weathers with a beach because it is like a big playground for kids. And I, that's the reason we did that as well. You you don't even have to do something with them. They will just, or that's how, how our kids are, but they woke up to other parents and like, oh, can I play with your kid? And then they're off playing because they're always kids on the beach, yeah. right? So that gave us a lot of, luxury and freedom yeah that's a bit less in in scandinavia i would say in the summer yeah. there there's quite some families who go on hikes and stuff but it's not the same vibe as in spain portugal where you like you say yeah. you go on the beach and you play yeah did you also meet other families with van life a lot on the road yeah we didn't really expect that but i think it has become a more and more popular and at one point we we were kind of like a moving family of families so we we kind of formed a group where some people nice. went away for a couple of days, then we meet up again at a beach somewhere and then we stay together for a bit and then we went to a campsite and maybe there was another family that we met. So it was yeah. a mixture of And for the and kids, going. it doesn't always have to be families either. Like they can have just as much fun with friends of ours or people that we meet that don't have kids that yeah that are creative with them, do art with them, cook oh, yeah. with them, uh, somewhere like um, preschool teachers and they're just <laughs> having the most fun creating things. Yeah, it, it, you don't have to really see it as, oh, we need to find families on the road. You just need to find people that are patient with your kids and that might as well, yeah, might just enjoy it as much as others. Yeah, I still remember at one point that we had four or five vans that were traveling kind of together and none of them had kids. But our kids, we always had to go and look for them in one of the other vans. And you you could that. maybe even get that guilt feeling and as a parent, yeah. like, oh, isn't that too much for them and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was also what I wanted to ask because you said that your uh, daughter is already seven years old. So it's like the age of going to school and then making friends at her own age. Do you think that she started to already interact with adults? Do you think that's something um, affected on her personality or on her growth, both positively or negatively? I think she's uh, very independent for her age as a good thing. Um I do, I would say, to be honest, that she became more a child lately, again, in a very good way. More Because, yeah, she's all day at school now. And it's... So, I mean, like, after you move in into a house and then she turned back <laughs> to a child more. It just, yeah, it's more a child again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she also had a little brother and as always the oldest kid starts yeah. acting a bit like uh, yeah, mom. Sometimes I have to say to her, like, you don't have to be a mom. It's okay. <laughs> his best friend you know um but that's with every oldest child i think so for her it's been good but she went to school in belgium a bit this was also interesting concept that we asked the school in belgium hey the few months that we are at home every year can she come to school yeah they said yeah legally yes if she has a spot in the class so she can't be seen as an extra she can just come to school whenever she wants because you don't have school mandatory school in belgium but you have the mandatory learning process Mm -hmm. 
So it's very easy to homeschool in Belgium as well. Yeah. Um, and then she would go to school for a month or two. And yeah, that, that worked perfect for her. Like it, the teacher said it was like she had never been gone. She learned to fit into every situation straight away. Yeah. And I think what we gave her yeah. from this life. Well, so like uh, before now in Sweden, she did a traditional school yeah. system couple of months every year and then the rest of the time you basically homeschool her yeah homeschooling wasn't really in the question yet because it was preschool right so life was school for her yeah we, we tend to just follow if she would be interested in i don't know a couple of numbers some words but we didn't feel the need to kind of follow a structure and teach how to write or read or whatever and um but i think in general what what she did learn a lot is to be uh socially how do you say that not to, to become socially adept Adaptable. yeah to, to a lot of different kind of people because adults younger people teenagers she met a lot of these people and um, she's really good at that now she can mm-hmm. yeah she can tell the difference between and she can switch between yeah. being a kid and maybe a bit more serious with an adult or something so if that's a good thing I don't know in the end but I, we feel it's not a bad thing so I think it gives her a good basis to to grow and to become like a, a good adult in life. So was that also, is there like a parenting core value of you that you want to raise this also super cool kid like you are? <laughs> <laughs> I think our core value is exactly this, is yeah. um, get your kids ready for change because now more than ever, everything is changing so fast in the world. Yeah, We can't just put them in a certain path of life anymore. We just need to make them adaptable. Yeah. And that's what we've been focusing yeah, on. Yeah, we, we want their eyes to be open and yeah to be as adaptable as possible. Because We have only one rule in the house and that's you have to try it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they know to something before they tried it. And um, yeah, they're also really proud of it. Like if they don't like something, they will literally, literally say like, I don't like this, but I've tried it. And yeah, I think that's a cool kind of value in life to have. Yeah. So how are they doing now with the big transition moving back into the house? Do they miss being on the road or they're enjoying now? It's funny, they they haven't even looked at the camper yet because it's right right on the parking. So (laughs) you might have thought, you know, uh, I can want to play in there. I want to open it. They, they, They don't care. And but I think it's also because this is where we are and we, we create a home wherever we where we are. Before our kids, we also did that, even if it was in a tent or couch surfing or wherever. We always were, we, we easily created homes and um, I kids, think they feel that. The kids just want to be wherever you are and then yeah. you have four square meters and then that's where they are. We were laughing in the beginning in this house because you would think we moved from a camper to a house and then they would enjoy and they have all upstairs for to play, but they always want to play downstairs. For them, it doesn't matter. It's it's about where we are, like Tim says, as a family. And um, they, I asked Fen at some point, what do you like more, the house or the camper? And she's like, I like both. So <laughs> I think from how I see it, it's also like this kind of lifestyle kind of bond you as a family. Uh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. So also I'm curious, like even with couples, you need a space both mentally and also <laughs> physically like personal space so is it really that that you don't need space from each other or how did you deal with traveling in such a limited space the world is your space you can walk away if we would be on an island it would be a different story i think maybe but it, yeah you just you can go out and find space everywhere but, in the world 
that's but, thing one though that's it's but true. first of all i would say we Very we, needed. <laughs> we are a couple that uh, that can spend a lot of time together yep. without yeah. bored or without you know wanting your own space. Mm-hmm. that's the first thing and then the second thing is at one point we did come up with some things like to create space like at one point we were doing running in Norway yeah. um, because we didn't have time for a normal run on the, you know. Going uh, away for golf. an hour of running. And then you could have exactly have your own time. But then we just, one one of the two would drive the camper. To the next destination. To the, to the next destination. The other one would run there along the way and we pick them up. And so, but then you you, you find these little things to, to, be to, to create your own space. And sometimes we do go on a, on a solo hike or we, we have friends. And then so. for me, audiobooks worked really well for a while to just be in my own space yeah. while having the kids running around me. But then they feel that you're present because you're still yeah. there. Uh, but you are a bit in your own world secretly. <laughs> At mm-hmm. some point, Fenna came up to me. And she's like, are you listening to an audio? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that helped. And I think for us, though, we learned, we first learned to live with each other in a tent. And then that space grew bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. And now we're in a house. So we made it as hard as possible on ourselves to then only make it easier after. Mm. Right now, still, you could most of the time you find us in the same space in the house because we just learn to live with each other really well yeah we, we hear a lot from people also here now even people that just met us like it's <laughs> you guys it's, are such a good team you're <laughs> such a good team and couple together and it's yeah not to brag but it's it's what we've learned like you said through the years it's not something that magically was there we also yeah, had, not, we had to down. fight for it huh? we had, to fight. We had a lot easy. of fights but now we've i feel like we've come to a kind of a nice uh, synergy between us um so yeah. yeah yeah of course because you've uh <laughs> i'm sure you went through a lot of difficulties together and then that makes it stronger yeah. which is really impressive because i think under covid so many couples they break up because <laughs> they constantly need to be in the same space and then they just cannot deal with each other anymore yeah, yeah. we we had our covid bubble before covid <laughs> 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 with the two of us for a long time and i think what might make it extra good for your relationship is that you can't just walk away from each other when it Mm. gets hard and i think it's all in communication in the end Um, well i think lastly i have only one question um so do you have any advice to give families if they want to start this or to try out at least van life uh go for it do it it can be yeah it can be both technical advice with vans or with uh, conversion or it could be like how do you mentally be prepared or what kind of difficulty you might encounter in the future yeah. so we we actually are coaching now so we do give uh, some advice on on our coaching uh, on exactly this people that want to create turn their dreams into reality yeah change their life or like you said maybe have doubts of should we start and how can we start so and the first thing we always say is just go for it, and it's it's a ridiculous it's a ridiculous um, advice, but it's true. If you if you don't take that first step, then nothing will ever change. So, and the first step might be uh, go look at your camper and which one you might want to buy or whatever, or yeah, practical stuff. But in the end, it's all about get, getting ready and just 
it's yeah, definitely possible with kids, it. and we Try know it. that it's possible. And um, so if we... it doesn't work, you can drive back home. It's okay too. <laughs> yeah, you're on wheels. You're flexible. Um, if you if it turns out, for example, that you think wild camping with two kids or a kid or whatever is too much, then go to camping. So just be ready to change your your plan. Definitely, it's all about being flexible and being constantly ready to adjust your plan. Because even if you have the greatest adventure plan for the day, you're gonna go on a hike and. The kids are like two feet in the, in the sand and they're like, no, I don't want to go hiking today. Well, maybe just say no, go to the beach and try again tomorrow. I think that's really important in in the camping with kids. Kind yeah. of. And two things come to my mind, but we said them before, but kids should not hold you back. And it's actually the opposite. They want to be with you. So if you want to be traveling as a family, be traveling as a family. It will work out because they like you in general, you know, <laughs> want to be with you. <laughs> So it should all be good. And yeah, don't doubt about it. So there's, there shouldn't be any doubts. Yeah, everybody's always welcome to ask us questions at the Instagram of the Nomads. Um, we're here, we listen, and uh, we love to help people out and make it happen for them. Well, that was well very, very inspiring and encouraging. Okay, I think that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for your cool stories. If you're still listening, please don't forget to subscribe to our show Behind the Wheel. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, we will love to see your feedback and leave a comment. If you want to know more about GoBooney, find us on Instagram. And last but not least, if you want to know more about Belle and Tim, find them on Instagram and just search for the Nomads family. Thank you again so much. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. This is the end of today's episode. If you're still listening, don't forget to go visit gobooney.com slash podcast to win a prize exclusively for our podcast listeners. <laughs>